Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537, Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter, Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Chapter 12, Charmaine. I had just come home from a day of pampering and was looking forward to a relaxing Friday night with a glass of wine. Furthermore, I was looking forward to just spending some time with bricks. However, I was a little bothered because there was a few times I had been unable to reach him when I called earlier. When I reached out to Major to see how he was doing, he said that he didn't know where Bricks had been. I then asked Major about breaking me off with some dick. After he teased me about Bricks not satisfying me, I accidentally let it be known that Bricks had barely looked at me in the past couple weeks. And then Major said something that made me start to think. That nigga might have him another bitch. Let's be real, Bricks was a catch. He was well known in the streets. Many respected him, although he was no longer in that life. He was a hard worker, he had legit money, and he was fine as fuck. What I loved about him the most was his cool, laid-back temperament until he was pushed. The whole duration of our exclusive relationship, I never caught him entertaining another bitch. He had never put me in any fucked-up situations where I had to question my security or his loyalty. So no, it never crossed my mind that he fucked off. Besides... The way he was into me, or at least the way he used to be, I just couldn't see it. But what if... Bricks was taking a shower, and he left his phone on the bed. At the beginning of our relationship, I came into it being insecure, so yeah, I used to go through his stuff all the time. I needed to make sure he had cut everybody else off. Because before we became exclusive, he was messing around with several bitches, and every single one of them was auditioning for that permanent spot in his life. I picked up the phone and entered his passcode. I immediately went to his messages. Nothing. I went to all his inbox of his social media. Nothing. I scanned his phone for any sign of hidden apps. I checked his contacts. I went through his videos and his photos. Nothing. He really was all about his business and his family. Somebody called my phone or something? I was so wrapped up in the finding something, I didn't realize the shower had stopped, and he was now standing in the bedroom in only black boxer briefs. For Bricks to be over 40, he had a wonderful body. My eyes seemed to automatically lower to the outline of his dick, and I found myself getting hot and bothered. Why did he have all that goodness and hardly wanted to give it to me? I had to steal it while he slept the other night. I was relieved he didn't get mad and yank himself out of my mouth. He even let me mount him, but sadly, even though his body was there, I knew he was somewhere else. It was in his eyes. Plus, he came within a few minutes, and Bricks was usually a long-winded man. 
Thought that someone else brought that nut out. I shook my head and placed his phone back on the bed. He looked confused but didn't say anything. I asked, are you cheating on me? Amused and shocked, he asked, what? Where'd that come from? I shrugged. Nowhere really. Thought I'd ask. He walked over to his closet and disappeared inside. I walked in there with him. Are you going somewhere tonight? I asked. I slid my hands up his back, over his shoulders and down his chest. I pressed up against him and laid my head on his back. No, unless I need to. Why? He answered, cupping my hands with his. I asked, are the kids coming over this weekend? Yeah, you're the one who told me. He broke free of my hold and turned around to face me. Remember? Soup bringing the kids over and I think Major's bringing his. Can you believe that shit? Nigga really trying to kiss up now. Yeah, I see. How do you feel about that? He gave an impassive shrug. No way, really. He can do all the kissing he want. I still see through his shit. Well, at least he's trying. It's more than what he's done before. The fuck ever, he dismissed brushing past me. His ass was looking taut in his boxer briefs, and the muscle in his back flexed with his movements. I couldn't help but to harass him and grope at his body when he tried pulling on his sweats. What's up, he asked. Let's fuck before any of the kids get here, I suggested. Mmm, I don't mean to sound like I'm not interested, but... Disappointed, I continued with my own thoughts. But you're not interested, and you haven't been for a minute. That's not true, he countered. Because it ain't like we haven't had sex. Yeah, for you to fall asleep in the middle of foreplay. Either that or I gotta assault you like a few nights ago. So that's why I asked if you were cheating. Because a nigga tired? Being tired ain't never stopped you before. Stop, Charmaine. We ain't finna be arguing and shit before these kids get here. I rolled my eyes upward. And having a bunch of kids in the house don't help matters. I was all he said as he continued to get dressed. That's it? I asked, astonished. The doorbell set off an alert. With dejection, I said, I guess I'll get it. I dashed out the closet. By the time I made it into the family room, Lexus, along with Amari, were already answering the door. Sup, little dude? It was Supreme's voice. Ew. Why are you growing your beard out like that? Lexus ragged. Ew, he said as if he was offended. Nigga, my beard fire. Fuck you mean. No, it ain't. And you ugly, Lexus said as she walked back towards the family room. Old nappy face ass. I was surprised to see Cheyenne, Supreme's white baby mama, accompanying him and his daughter, Kinsley, and older son, King. He rarely let women accompany him. She stood there looking around like she was in awe. Kinsley, Amari squealed, running to the foyer. Mari, she shrieked back. They hugged. Kinsley, you want to play with my tablet? Amari asked. You want to play with Poppy's phone if you want to? Come on, you want to go with me? With us? Poppy in his room. We going to get his phone, okay? I shook my head as Amari led Kinsley towards the family room. I looked at Cheyenne. Girl, ain't that a mess? I gestured to the pink glitter backpack she was holding. Here, I'll take that. I'll take it upstairs in a minute. Are y'all going to stay for a minute? She shrugged. It depends on what Supreme trying to do. Y'all should stay. Come have a seat. Do you drink? Smoke? She a drunker than a weed head. Don't give her shit, Supreme said jokingly. Cheyenne slapped his arm playfully. Stop that. Where's Pops? Supreme asked as he started walking off. 
He's getting dressed, I said. I waited for Cheyenne to start moving before I headed that way too. The girl was acting like something was wrong and she was afraid to walk around. I said, it's been a minute since we've seen each other. She smiled warmly. Yeah, it has. The doorbell rang again before I could make it to the family room. I excused myself to go answer it. This time it was Major with Tia. Two boys and a little girl that was a spitting image of Tia. Hey Tia, I greeted. I wasn't expecting you to show up. I was actually surprised to see them together. Well, my baby was feeling a little apprehensive. She don't know y'all like that, so she needed mommy. Tia amicably responded. She handed over the two backpacks she had been holding. I co-signed as I placed the bags with Kinsley's. Yeah, I know how that can be. Mari act like that sometimes, but we gotta stay with him until he warms up to people. I turned my attention to the two boys. One I recognized as Tutu, Major's son. His name was actually Major like the son that lived in Oaktown. The first two baby mamas were competing for the junior title for their sons, but since Tutu came a week after, they decided to name him Major too. Hence the moniker Tutu. It's the most ghetto thing I've heard in my entire life. And who is this? Tia answered, that's Taj, my son. Y'all staying this weekend too? I asked excitedly. I am, Tutu replied with a nod. I looked at Taj. You too? Tia spoke up for him. Not this time. He's funny like that. Major scoffed with derision. Nigga, mama's boy. Can't leave his mama's side for shit. You mean kind of like your mama, nigga? Like, okay. Sensing the tension brewing between Major and Tia, I looked at Tutu with a smile. I hadn't seen you in a while. Your poppy's going to be happy to see you. He asks about you all the time. I cut my eyes at Major playfully. We've been trying to get your daddy to bring you over here. Major shrugged sheepishly. A nigga be busy. Y'all going to sit for a minute? Bricks will love it, I lied. Tia remained quiet as expected. I led them all to the family room, directing the two boys to join King in the upstairs playroom. Tia had to persuade Taj that it would be okay and that she wasn't going anywhere. By the time we entered the family room area, Lexus and Supreme were in the kitchen engaged in a conversation, and Mercedes was now entertaining Kinsley and Amari. Amari's eyes lit up when he noticed Rain joining them. What's your name? Amari asked her. Rain, she replied quietly. She was a pretty little thing. I could see a little bit of Major, but she was definitely Tia's twin. I gestured to Tia to have a seat at the kitchen island. She eased into one of the bar stools in a nervous fashion next to Cheyenne. Her eyes focused on Lexus and Supreme. That was when Supreme took notice of her. Hey Tia, Supreme greeted animatedly. What you doing now with this nigga? Tia's eyes finally lit up. I guess because she was more familiar with Supreme. I ain't with him. I'm just here to drop rain off, that's all. From that interaction, I couldn't determine the relationship between Major and Tia. There was tension, of course, but I couldn't tell what it was stemming from. Just then, Briss came strolling around the corner, cool and collected as usual. He remained quiet and let us all just take in the sight of him with his smug ass. He focused in on Lexus rummaging through the refrigerator. Bricks frowned. Hey, nigga girl, ain't you got your own shit up there? Lexus chuckled as she popped open a Coke. Bricks, stop playing. Y'all ain't stocked our fridge up. Talk to your mama about that, he said. The up there Bricks referred to was the teen quarters he had customized just for the older kids to hang out in. It was their space away from adults, but leave it to Lexus to want to be in grown folks' business anyway. 
Briggs turned as if he was about to address Major, but done a double take once he realized Tia was sitting at the counter. A huge smile spread across his face and his eyes lit up. Hey, is Rain here? Before anyone could answer, he had come around the island and was making his way over to the little ones where they were being entertained by Mercedes. Briggs shared that he always wanted a daughter to spoil, but unfortunately never had one. However, he had been afforded the opportunity to spoil his female offspring by way of his sons. He was crazy about Kinsley, but hadn't seen much of Rain, so I knew he would be thrilled to see her. Briggs forgot that grown folks even existed as he began to entertain the smaller kids, especially Rain. Lexus had been staring a hole in Tia, so I knew something stupid was about to come out of her mouth. Smirking, she said, Well, Major, you finally brought somebody over here cute instead of that other ugly baby mama. Supreme, Cheyenne, and I both gasped in shock. How can it be both? There's three of y'all. It should be all. Yeah, you know. Sometimes I was embarrassed Alexis was my child. Furthermore, she was telling Major's business that he may not have wanted Tia to know about. It was true that Major had been over to the house with Tutu's mama when they were dropping him off to spend time with Bricks. Ugly baby mama, Major echoed with laughter. You tripping. I don't fuck with no ugly bitches. Yes, you do, nigga, Lexus said with a deadpan expression. She took a sip of her soda without a care in the world. Every girl I done seen you would be told from the flow up, nigga. You really be picking them ugly on purpose, don't you? Except this one. Major flipped her off playfully. Dude, you irking as a motherfucker. You ain't changed your pronoun yet, little boy. Lexus rebutted. I'll change mine when you change yours. Your daddy always calling you a bitch anyway. Supreme Clown, God damn, she got you, bro. Man, get your child, Major said to me. Lexi started cackling as she walked away. Didn't know what it was, but Major was not her favorite person at all. So it's probably because, you know, if the sex wasn't consensual between him and Mercedes, and that baby came about. Mercedes likely told Lexus about it. I'm just guessing, because we ain't said nothing about uh, Amari's dad yet, and I'm, I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain. Supreme asked Tia, how the first week been over there? It's been good so far, she said politely. She didn't seem to want to take her eyes off Briggs handling rain. Everybody seems nice, the neighbors I mean. Major added, yeah, it's straight over there. I asked out of curiosity. So, you're living there as well? Major looked at me like he didn't understand. Truth was, I was very confused. The way Major had talked was as if he was living with Tia at the new place. And if he lived there now, had he always lived with Tia? Major always made it seem as though he didn't fuck with the little girl's mama in that kind of way. Tia shook her head. No. Major cut his eyes at her. What you mean, no? Man, go head on with that, Tia. Yeah, I lived there too. I wasn't sure why, but I felt some type of way that he had lied about his relationship with Tia. I shouldn't be upset because I had a whole faithful man that wanted to marry me in February. Changing the subject, I asked Cheyenne and Tia if they wanted a tour of the rest of the house. This house was nice, but Bricks was having our dream home built from the ground up. It should be rated about the time of our wedding. I couldn't wait. Bricks had allowed me almost total reign over the customizations. I mostly picked out all the finishes and I had big plans for it. It was going to be a whole 2,000 square feet more than the one we were currently in and I was so excited. They were impressed with everything which I expected them to be. 
even Tia. Cheyenne didn't say much or bother to ask me a bunch of nosy questions like the other female family members of Brix's. Tia did ask me how long I'd been with Brix, though. I wondered why she wanted to know, and if she knew something or was trying to imply anything with that question. By the time we returned to the family room, Brix's cousin Dub and his old lady Kiana and their three kids had arrived. Thank God for Lexus, Mercedes, and Dub's teenage daughter, Ashley. They were supervising the little ones, allowing us adults to mingle a little. Brix convinced the others to stay for a minute and have a drink with them. Eventually, us grown-ups ended up in the downstairs bonus room drinking, smoking, and having a lot of boisterous conversation. I noticed there seemed to be tension between Major and Tia. She clearly had an attitude or was ready to go. I hit Major up by text. I see that a lot of this book's going to be text. What's going on? Major, three question marks. Me, you and her. Major, being a bitch. Me, laughing emojis. Me, why don't you tell me the truth about the two of you? Major, what you mean? Me, y'all fucking or something? Major, thumbs down emoji. Me, whatever. Hey baby, I'm finna go grab something to eat. I smiled up at Bricks. Where are you going? I'm just gonna run down to the store and grab some pizza and wings for everybody to eat on. I grinned. The store around the corner? Oh yeah, they're so good. It's a regular store? Cheyenne asked. I think I need to ride. For what, Shy? Supreme grimace. Sit your drunk ass down. Cheyenne slapped his arm. Y'all see how he be talking to me? Concerned with Brick's level intoxication, I asked, Do you think you should be driving, babe? I'm straight, he responded, but I knew Bricks was a heavy drinker, and he was already showing signs of being drunk. B, I'll go for you. I need to grab some cigarettes anyway, Major said. Where are your keys at? Perfect. I asked Cheyenne, What you want from the store? I'll grab it. Major looked at Tia and asked if she wanted to go. I hope she didn't want to. I was relieved when she shook her head and cut her eyes at him. After taking orders and getting the money from Bricks, I accompanied Major to the store. So why she even come with you? I asked once we were alone and on our way to the store. It ain't nothing really. She don't want me going to Oak Town. I was supposed to go today, but she got me out here doing this shit. BB on some fuck shit for real. Nigga petty as fuck knowing what I do every weekend. He gonna reach out to Tia and ask her to bring the kids. Or was that your ass? I shook my head emphatically. No, it was him. But you could have still went to Oak Town. She didn't need you to bring them out here. He dismissed my statement with a shake of his head. Nah, I had to come with her. Why? I was genuinely confused. Cuz, he mumbled, cutting his eyes at me. Mind your motherfucking business. Hmm, I mused. What that mean? I guess you're more serious about Tia than you made it seem. Nah. It's it's just you know how y'all females do. Mm-hmm, I hummed. He shot me a look. You killing me with that shit. I chuckled and went on to ask, So, when you go to Oak Town, are you spending all that time with your son? He shot me an irritated look. Hey, man, why are you questioning me like I'm your nigga? I'm just trying to figure out everything. Like, there's no reason to lie to me about your other arrangements. I don't want a relationship with your ass. Oh, yeah? I sure can't tell. Nigga, what I look like risking it all with bricks for your ass? What's that supposed to mean? You are like that nigga's better than me or something. Only fucking difference is I ain't got to where he is financially. And I'ma get there. You can motherfucking bet that. 
Good for you, I said haughtily. Look, man, is this why you hurried up and jumped your messy ass in the car? Because ain't nobody trying to hear all this noise, little mama. I already got to deal with her crazy ass, and here you go, and you ain't even my bitch. Speaking of, god damn. Look, yo ass could have stayed back at the house. I would have got everybody shit. Do you even know where the store's at? I asked. Yeah, Bricks put me onto this store a while ago. I was going to ask my questions anyway. Do you love that girl? What girl? Tia. How come you been keeping her away like she a secret or something? He shrugged. It ain't that I did it on purpose. She just don't want to fuck with my family like that. Well, where things stand between y'all? Why, nigga? He asked again, irritated. I just want to know. If you're playing me, keep it on the low. Cause my heart can't take it anymore. I mean, she my baby mama. That's it? He gave an impassive shrug. Yeah, but don't you got a nigga? Why you keeping up with where my motherfucking feelings at? Because, Major, I'm, I'm just curious. He smirked. Bricks must really be neglecting your ass. He just been acting funny. Funny like how? I shrugged as I searched for the right words to describe Bricks' behavior. Can't explain it. Like, at the beginning, he was all into me. Things were good. Yeah, I remember, he murmured. So you saying he ain't like that no more? I shook my head. Nope, and it's gradually been getting worse, but... Oh well. Is that why you been fucking with me? I laughed. Nah, I'm just doing me like always. Yeah, whatever. He then turned the audio up in his car. I sat back and relaxed the rest of the way to the store. It took about 20 minutes to wait on more chicken to complete our order. I got everything everybody wanted while Major walked around talking to somebody on the phone. Wasn't sure if it was a baby mama, but by the sounds of it, it was an angry girl. Once we were on our way back to the house, I asked, Who are you on the phone with? Man, mind your business, he said, but there was a playful undertone. He asked, Did you let them know back at the house we were waiting on more chicken? Yeah, why? He grinned at me sneakily, and I swear he looked just like his daddy when he did that. I want some of that mouth. Oh, do you? He whipped into a strip mall parking lot and parked furthest from any building and away from pole lights. He adjusted his seat and undid everything so he could free himself. Man, I need this shit. Help a nigga out, stepmama. Stop talking crazy to me and lying and shit, I demanded playfully. Yeah, yeah, he said hurriedly. He tried to grab my head from behind. I slapped his hand. I got this, I told him. I positioned myself so I could comfortably lean over and take his little thickness in my mouth. Damn, little thickness. That's almost as bad. It's not as bad as the all-time short, strong dick. Short, strong dick, for those of y'all who are unsure, was used in Love My Wife and Her Sister too. Short, strong dick. Yeah, little thickness, though. That ain't, that ain't, that ain't too much better. Only way you want to hear the words little thickness is if you, uh, between the age, or between the sizes of five foot, and five foot five, and you thick, and you are proud of your thickness. That's about it. Ah, oh, shit, stepmama. Ugh, he was aggravating, but I enjoy pleasing him. Hell, this is the most sexual incitement I ain't gotten all week since Bricks was uninterested. 
Wasn't sure what was going on with them, but I was in my prime and had a healthy sex drive. I sucked Major off until I had a mouthful of his DNA. Swallow that shit, baby, he ordered. I did and chased it with a swig of Pepsi. Damn, girl, Major panted as he fixed his jeans. That shit was good. Be tripping if he ain't trying to get some of that mouth on a regular. I laughed to myself because that was all I could do. I really wanted to soak with sadness because I couldn't ignore the imminent doom I felt when it came to the relationship I shared with Bricks. Was it really dying and about to be over? Chapter 13. Bricks Charmaine had just called to let me know they had to wait on more chicken to be done to complete our order. I didn't care because my only interest and concern was Tia, and I knew if Major's ass was here, he'd block anybody from talking to her. Plus, I had gotten a little drunk, but not inebriated to the point of losing control, and I was feeling good. Just as excited as I was to see Tia, I was equally thrilled to see little Rain. Seeing Rain made me forget everyone else existed. Now that she was older and seeing her in person, I was convinced that she was mine. Tia only used to think she looked like Major because she wasn't seeing the me in Rain. For Tia's sake, and to make sure shit didn't play out that would endanger her and the kids, I'll play it cool for now. In the meantime, I was going to figure some shit out that was going to allow me to be a father to my daughter in peace. Dub leaned over the bar and whispered, Hey, is old girl Razor was telling me about? Is that the one? He let his voice trail into an implied question as he wore a sly, knowing look. I returned the same look to let him know we were on the same page. Supreme, who was sitting at the bar too, shook his head in pity. Y'all niggas crazy. Where'd she go to anyway, Dub asked. And just like that, she appeared down here with us. She looked upset as she glanced around the room. I couldn't take my eyes off her. She was wearing a white v-neck tee with black spandex biker shorts and plain black crocs. Her locks were thrown messily up into a ponytail. But she exuded an overload of sexiness in that basic ass attire. Her ass sitting up fat and thighs thick as fuck. Who you looking for, Supreme asked. Major and Charmaine ain't come back yet, she asked. God damn, Dub said under his breath as he eyeballed Tia. I responded to her. Nah, they just called talking about they waiting on more chicken. Tia didn't say anything but, oh, and then she turned her head back upstairs. Tia, I called out. She stopped and whipped her head in my direction. I motioned for her to come over. Where are you going? Chill down here with the rest of us. I was going to go back up there with the kids, she was saying. Man, fuck them little bastards, Supreme dismissed playfully. They all right up there? Sit down and have a drink, girl. With reluctance, she sauntered over, looking innocent and playing shy. Was it fucked up that I still wanted this girl? Tia was my baby, and Major didn't know what to do with this shapely, seductive beast. You want a drink or something? I asked. What do you got? She asked, her eyes danced wildly over my assortment. Supreme scoffed. Every goddamn thing. The whole liquor store back there. With a tantalizing smile, she walked around the bar herself and took in the inventory. She eventually touched a bottle of Casamigos. Aw, hell, dub tease. She picked tequila. I asked her, you sure? I got wine, too. She nodded with a mischievous smile. How you want it? I asked. I won't Bill Cosby you or nothing. Supreme laughed. Daddy, you crazy. Are you trying to get me drunk? Tia inquired with a hint of naughtiness. No, of course not. Girl, I'd have to kick Major's ass if he thought some shit like that. 
Amused, she reiterated. So you, you'll kick Major's ass, not the other way around. I'm hot you even said that shit. I said casually as I took a sip from my glass. Just for that, you can't get none. The bar's closed to you. She giggled in a kittenish manner. I'm sorry, I take it back. I eyed her, wishing I could suck on her pretty pink lips. Alright, how you want to drink? Just a little bit by itself, she said and looked up at me catching the corner of her bottom lip between her teeth. So that she could only hear, I warned her, please don't be doing that. She asked me innocently, what? I shook my head and proceeded to fix her drink. She took it, thanked me, and went to acquaint herself with Cheyenne and Kiana. Even while I tried talking to Dub and Supreme, I couldn't keep myself from not staring at her. Her laugh, her mannerisms, the sparkle in her eyes, it all mesmerized me. It wasn't until Supreme went upstairs fussing at Cheyenne for drinking beyond her limits that I approached Tia. You good, love? She nodded with a tipsy smile. Are you? Always. I sat down in the corner of the adjacent sofa. Kiana and Dub were sitting on the one across from me talking, while Tia sat on the middle sofa on the corner closest to me. Hey, she said sincerely. Thanks for asking for the kids. I appreciate it even though Taj ain't staying. It ain't nothing, I told her. I told you don't be a stranger and to reach out to me about the kids any time. But why Taj ain't staying? She shrugged. He gotta get to know y'all first. He funny like that. You should know that already, though. Yeah, but that's alright. I'll try to get him more when I get baby girl. That way, he'll get used to me at least. Is him and Major close? She shook her head. He can't stand Major. I chuckled. I figured that. Fuck Major and his fuck shit. Damn, that's how you feel? She said with a giggle. Mm-hmm. I hummed as I took a sip of my drink. Shit, you already know how I feel. Supreme came back into the sitting area and plopped down a few feet down from me. What y'all talking about? He asked. What you do with Cheyenne? I asked instead. She upstairs in y'all guest room laying down. Her ass knocked out, he answered. Shh, a nigga wasn't trying to be over here this long, but. And daddy, you always do this shit too. You need some friends, nigga. Always trying to get people drunk so they'll stay. Shut up, nigga. I got friends, I chuckled. If I didn't want your ass over here, I wouldn't be able to get rid of you. Tia looked at Supreme with a humor grin. I didn't know your baby mama was a Bekisha. A Bekisha? Supreme laughed. The fuck is that? That's some new shit, ain't it? Well, she isn't a Becky Becky. She got a little flavor, Tia explained. I don't even think Majors mentioned it. I would have remembered it. You just don't take me as a white girl type. I'm whatever type as long as a pussy right. Ain't that right, Pops? Nigga, don't include me in that, I told him. She cleared her throat before directing her next question to me. And you? I just can't see you being with Miss Dina. That lady is a piece of work. She crazy, ain't she? Supreme said humorously. I burst into laughter. Hey, I was a kid. She is crazy, though, and Major act just like her ass. That part, Supreme co-signed. Tia shook her head in disbelief. I can't stand the woman sometimes. I hate even having to talk to her. Just talk to her ass the same way she talked to you, I suggested. She thinks she's tough, but her feelings get easily hurt. Just like her pussy-ass son. I don't want to be disrespectful to that lady, Tia said. But don't let her talk crazy to you either. She'll keep talking crazy to you as long as you never stand up to her. Supreme said, shit, 
I keep it short with her. Be like, oh, Miss Dina, yo ass crazy and keep it moving. That's how you got to be, I chuckled. I keep it short with her ass now. You and Dina, though. Tia screwed up her face in disgust. Please stop saying that. Well, at least you got a lot of good things to say about you. Of course. That's the impression I always leave people with. People love me in general. Except Major. That nigga will show me love as long as I'm doing something that will benefit him. But if I see through his bullshit and refuse to be used by him, then I ain't shit. I'm dead to him. And I'll stay dead to him until I decide to deal with his shit. Like now. The only reason we're on talking terms is because of you and them kids. If it wasn't for y'all, he could kiss my ass. Wow, was all she said. I'm sorry. That was a lot to unload, wasn't it? No, you're fine. I just wish I was at that point. Her expression turned dismal. You know, where I could tell Major to kiss my ass and really mean it. I mean really, really mean it. I can see he ain't about his business when it comes to you, love. He fucking up. But a nigga like me can elevate your life and I know you know that shit. Supreme, tickled silly, hopped up and headed for the stairs. Pops, you wild. I'm mad like I ain't heard nothing. I'm finna take my ass upstairs to check on Cheyenne's drunk ass. Tia's eyes were still bugged out and her mouth remained dropped open in the cutest way. She gave me a scolding look and glanced over at Kiana and Dub. I mumbled, fuck that shit. She was amused. Um, you're Major's daddy. As his daddy, you can't be throwing innuendos out there like that. Especially in front of other people. That's a violation, ain't it? Fuck it. She shook her head in disbelief and continued to wear her silly grin. I guess. You guess? Shit, you should know, I said cockily before I walked off to fix myself another drink. I didn't return to sit down. Instead, I motioned for her to follow me outside on the covered patio. To my surprise, she didn't object. Staying out of view of my security cameras, I took a seat in the corner that was shadowed. Come here, I ordered softly. She shook her head with a soft chuckle. I ain't fucking with you. You need to. Bricks. She said my name like a warning. She gazed back at me with her head cocked to the side and her arm resting on her hip. What's that look supposed to mean? I asked with a laugh. You know what it means. I shook my head innocently. I don't. Whatever, she said, losing patience. She looked around before she spat. You know, this is all kinds of wrong. But it doesn't have to be, I reminded her. She shook her head, wearing a slight smile. The tension in her body seemed to loosen as she walked into my arms, allowing me to pull her in. I relished the moment taking in her scent, the softness of her body. Her chest rested against mine. Her heart's beginning to sink. I held her, never wanting to let her go like I did years ago. I should have fought more for her, but my ego wouldn't allow me to endure that kind of rejection. We pulled away enough to share a soft kiss that escalated into something more passionate. We got lost for a minute, and then she realized what we were doing and pulled away from me altogether. Well, I guess... I guess I should go, she stammered and turned to leave. I called out to her, but she had already pushed through the French doors and was back inside. By the time I caught up with her, she had made her way upstairs and was headed to the family room. At this point, only the older grandkids were still awake. Rain, Amari, Kinsley, and Dub's little boy had already passed out. I stopped her in the hallway leading to my study. Wait, I said, don't you want to chill for a minute? She shook her head. Not really. She kept her eyes lowered and averted. I guess I was making her uncomfortable. Man, what's up with you? What is it? 
Is it Major's ass? Don't worry about that, nigga. Her eyes finally met mine. In a flat tone, she asked, Are you always this concerned with your son's girlfriends? Offended, I asked. What's that mean? Because of how it looks. Are you? Her eyes cut to the left. Looking in that direction, I saw Supreme and Lexus in the family room looking over our way. I guess she was trying to play things off in front of them. Without hesitation, I responded, Nah, it's just you. She scoffed and rolled her eyes. Lowering her voice, she said, What are you doing, Bricks? Don't do this in front of people. Why are you always dismissing my efforts? I asked playfully. I don't appreciate that at all, love. And don't even worry about them. We're just talking. They know to mind their own business when it comes to what I do. Apologetically, she said, My bad. I guess it doesn't have to look like it's something funny going on. And I don't mean to be taking my frustrations out on you. Shit. You've only been good to me, so I'm sorry. It's just, you know, I'm straight, and I'm going to always look out for you. Hell, you're Rain's mama. I take care of mine, whether they're my direct kids, grandkids, and even stepkids. I know, she mumbled. I studied her face and could see that she really struggled with her involvement with Major. I had my own struggle with Charmaine at the moment. In truth, I knew there were issues that had always been present, but I chose to ignore them and push on. But we were supposed to be getting married in February, and now I was sure I didn't want to go through with that. I just wasn't in love with her, and I knew I didn't want to settle for that. And I was beyond contemplating over our relationship because of history and time invested. Besides, I couldn't ignore that my heart belonged to another woman. I wanted to walk away from Charmaine. I would even let her keep the house we were currently living in if it meant I could stop pretending. And why was I still so drawn to Tia knowing she was Major's lady? I didn't know. My interest and longing for her should have stopped the moment I realized she was involved with my son and he was the other man in question about Rain's paternity. But it didn't. I think it only intensified. Especially when I tried reaching out numerous times for her to only shut me down. Maybe I had some unknown underlying issues that made me want to rescue fragile, insecure, unloved women. I wanted to make them happy. Specifically, I wanted to make Tia happy. What I knew for sure was that Tia was sexy and pleasing to look at, alluring, always had been. It was what had drawn me to her years ago. She had the kind of looks that made most street niggas stop in mid-combo just to salivate over her. Charmaine had a similar effect, but the difference was she caught a man's eye because of her intentional thirst trapping. Plus, it didn't hurt that she had nips, tucks, and extra put in certain places. She looked almost natural because it wasn't overkill. She really didn't need it to begin with, but she insisted it would make her happy to have it all done. Tia, however, was oblivious. Or that was the impression she gave off. She didn't seem to go out of her way to grab attention. And I think I appreciated that about her. But her attitude could use some adjusting. But I knew her moodiness was only her reacting to her circumstances, though. I leaned up inside the study's entryway frame. Speaking low, I said desperately, Let me take care of you. She shook her head. She leaned up against the frame across from me. You're Major's daddy. Yeah, I know. My mama made us get a paternity test, so I know the nigga's mine. But your point is, she chuckled. You're awful. Yeah, I've been told that too. Stop making this hard for me, Bricks. I promise I ain't doing it on purpose. I ain't trying to make shit hard for you at all. Matter of fact, I just want to make shit better because the nigga you got don't mean you no good, love. So what all he be doing, she inquired. 
Don't act like you don't know he a fuck, nigga. She looked at me with sad eyes. He won't be honest with the shit he does. But you know how he treats you, though. Yeah, but I'm talking about all the other shit he does. That's why I'm asking you. What do you mean? I ain't the one on the receiving end of his shit, so I wouldn't know. You're his father, and Supreme is his brother. I'm sure y'all know about what the other got going on when it comes to how many different bitches y'all be having. Was she slick trying to imply that we're her family of man whores? Stop including me in their behavior. I ain't them. Major's just a fuck nigga. Quietly she posed. You really must don't like your son, huh? Not particular. No, I don't. Never did shit to that nigga, but all he's ever done was give me hell. But I love him because he is my son. I want him to get his shit together and be happy one day. Well, we're on the same page there. But this ain't about whether I like the nigga or not. It's about you, love. Do you like him? At that moment, light shone in from outside and quickly disappeared. It was followed by the sounds of car doors shutting and the faint sounds of Major and Charmaine's voices. Supreme and Lexus both made their way over to where we were standing. You leaving? Supreme asked Tia. She nodded. I got hair to do in the morning. Plus, it's getting late and I need to get Taj in the house. Lexus offered. You want me to get your little boy? Tia nodded. Little nigga might want to stay now, Supreme said. Tia snickered. Trust me, he doesn't. As soon as Charmaine and Major appeared, I murmured under my breath, These motherfuckers here. Tia released a heavy sigh, prepared for whatever bullshit Major was going to bring. What are y'all doing? Charmaine greeted amicably. I ignored Major's scowl as he tried to see if anything funny had been going on. This nigga. Hungry. Lexus sassed as she led Taj down the stairs. That's what we doing. We doing hungry. It took y'all long enough. Girl, hush. Here, Charmaine said as she handed over bags to Supreme Alexis. As if Major wasn't there holding boxes of pizza, Tia eased closer to the door. Well, it was nice seeing all y'all again. We leaving, though. Come on, Taj. Wait, where y'all going? Major was confused. Home, she said. Hold up, Tia. Major called after her once she and Taj disappeared out the door. He was annoyed. Supreme took the pizza from him so he could run after Tia. Charmaine walked upon me with a playful smile. You're good and drunk now, ain't you? Never, I said, brushing by her. I didn't want her getting any ideas that she could take advantage of a nigga again. I was about to smash these wings and lay the fuck down. I had a full day ahead of me. It was rain day tomorrow. My mama came over to get her hair braided Saturday morning. After her, I had another head to do. I wasn't looking forward to it, but I needed to start stacking my money for the following month's bills. But... I had been thinking about Bricks and the things he had been alluding to. I ain't gonna lie. That shit was very tempting. Very, very tempting. But did I want to sell myself short like that? Here I was crying and complaining about Major and his cheating for me to turn around and be somebody's mistress. I think not. My phone sounded off with a notification while I diligently braided my mama's hair with immaculate craftsmanship. As thin as her hair was, only talented hands like mine could pull off this miracle. Before I looked at my phone, I completed the braid I was working on. Look, girl, my mama griped. If you don't leave that goddamn phone alone and finish my head, hell, Tia, I ain't trying to be here all day long. I know, Miss Lavinia, Shiva cracked. She does me like that, too. Shiva had come over about 20 minutes before because she had nothing else better to do except bother me while I did hair. I laughed them off and looked at my phone anyway. 
Pleasantly surprised, a big smile spread across my face when I saw who it was from. Uh-oh, Shiva said with wide eyes. Who is that? It's him, I said with a smile. Him who? Shiva asked. Just say the fucking name, Lavinia blurted out. It's just a nigga trying to get with me, I stated. My mama was not privy to everything about my life because even though I loved her, I did not trust her. She was a struggling addict and would lie, steal, and kill when she needed a fix. No doubt she would turn on me in a minute because she had in the past. Lavinia whipped her head around and gave me a bewildered stare. What nigga? Shiva gasped in raillery. Him, him? I replied with the same energy. Him, girl. The hell is raillery? I gotta look that up. Raillery. Good humor teasing. It's a noun. Okay, that's dope. Y'all getting on my goddamn nerves with the secrecy shit, Lavinia complained. What'd he say, Shiva asked. Just saying hi, I answered. I responded quickly. Hey. I, would, I should say it like they did in Spider-Man. I responded quickly. Hey. I went back to starting the next feed and braid from my mama's head. I know you better leave that nigga alone, whoever the fuck he is, my mama grumbled. Hush, V, I ordered. Hush V hell, she fussed. Major gonna kill your ass and whoever that nigga is. And I'm about to turn around and kill his ass. All three of y'all be some dead motherfuckers. My mama had no sense and it showed in her loyalty. Even when I complained about how Major treated me, she would defend him and tell me I was tripping. I had to overlook Lavinia because I knew it was the drugs talking most of the time. I got another message notification. I didn't look at it until I completed the braid. About last night. You okay? Me. Yep. Bricks. But I still want to see you before the weekend out. Me. Facepalm emoji. Me. I told you I'm doing hair all day. Bricks. All day? Me. Probably won't be done till late tonight. Bricks. Tomorrow then? Me. BD will be back tomorrow. Why you text me like this from this number? Bricks. Other phone charging. Bricks. And fuck that nigga. Let me take you out to brunch or something. Me. How's Rain? Bricks, she's great. Everybody keeps talking about how pretty she is and how much she looked like me. Bricks, you know she mine, right? This is gonna be the text messages that Charmaine gonna see. This is it. This is it. This is it. Also, Bricks, as confident as he should be, as confident as he's written up to be, he's really giving off the I seen your whack ass boyfriend vibes right now. And grow up, nigga. That text was followed by an incoming media message. A selfie of rain and bricks outside on what appeared to be the deck. She looked fine, and I was sure all thoughts of me were far from her mind because I knew she was being spoiled over there. But looking at the image of them together, it was obvious that this whole time what I thought was major I saw in rain was actually bricks. However, without a test to confirm it, I still couldn't say that rain was bricks' daughter. I started working on Lavinia's last cornrow. What are you going to do with that, Shiva asked. I shrugged as another notification came through. Followed by another one. Please get through my shit before you pick up that phone, Lavinia spat. You act like you got somewhere to be, V, I said. You ought to be happy I'm even doing your hair today. Well, you're the one who offered to do it. I know, because you was walking around here looking like shit, so be quiet. The front door opened and in walked Major. He had shopping bags in his hands. Didn't speak to any of us and headed upstairs. I thought he was already gone, Shiva said, turning up her nose. I shook my head. He about to be, though. I nudged Lavinia's head forward when I was done. Get out of my chair. 
She hopped her small frame up and went to the half bathroom around the corner. Fix my baby hair, she yelled from the bathroom. I want them to swoop around like y'all young girls be doing them now. V, you ain't even got enough edges, let alone baby hair, I said. Ain't they got them fake baby hairs you can slap on there, she asked. It wouldn't make a difference, I Josh. She even started laughing. Don't do your mama like that. I started cleaning up and gathering the hair products that were scattered about. Taj came bouncing down the stairs, strolled across the living room and into the kitchen. If a person didn't know it, they would have no idea he was even in the house. My son was a true introvert. He was also very shy and seriously dealt with anxiety. I could hear Lavinia talking to him in the kitchen, asking him questions as Major returned carrying a carry-all. I ignored him because of course we were on bad terms last night. Of course, he had gotten angry with me because I was ready to leave Briggs' house the night before. He ended up fixing him a to-go plate of wings and pizza in order to ride back with me, being that I drove out to Briggs' house. Honestly, he couldn't have got a ride back with Supreme. Then he started being weird and poking at me for some kind of confession of guilt because he was sent to something between me and Briggs. He was getting on my nerves. I ignored him and he got an attitude. He mumbled under his breath from the time we left his daddy's house until we made it home. Major dropped his bag a few feet from the front door and swaggered his way into the kitchen. What up, V? He greeted. Then I heard him say, Taj, what the fuck you doing? I hated when he addressed my son because he came out too aggressive, which would make Taj shut down and be non-responsive. No matter how many times I tried to explain and break it down to Major, he would just disregard it as if I was talking gobbledygook. I rushed into the kitchen to intervene. What is it? Why he touching my shit, Major snarled. His shit? Taj was heating up a frozen sweet and sour chicken meal, which he was welcome to. I told him he could eat those whenever he was hungry, especially when I was doing hair, I defended. Man, Major sucked his teeth, retrieving a 20-ounce bottle of Coke out the fridge. A nigga can't have shit to himself in this bitch. Taj just stood there blinking between me and Major. I rubbed his arm affectionately. Go ahead. Hey, Major, Lavinia called out to him as he sauntered back into the living room. Taj looked up at me with his brown eyes. Mom, I really don't like him. I know, baby, I snickered. Just make sure you clean up behind yourself, okay? It ain't no joke. Why are you laughing? Like, why are you snickering at what he's telling you? He's literally opening up to you and telling you that he does not like this man who is clearly abusive to the kid. And you're like, I know. Just make sure you clean up behind yourself, okay? <laughs> Generational curses can be passed down in that quick of a time. In this, in this relationship, however long it's going to be, a, genera a generational curse can be sent down to your son. And you won't know how the fuck it happened because you won't remember Major. He nodded his understanding. I walked back into the living room and there was no V or Major. Where'd they go? Shiva pointed to the front door. I opened the door and saw both of them standing outside Major's car. It looked like I caught the end of Major serving V in her pocketing it. She said something else to him and his face scowled up. He looked back at the door and saw me standing there. He came charging back. Let me see your phone, he demanded. For what? I backed up to allow him room to get by. Where at? He was looking for her like a madman. I looked back at Lavinia who had fired up a cigarette, waiting by his car. I noticed Heffa didn't do what I think she did. Yep, she sure enough did. I returned my focus back to Major, who now had my phone in his hand trying to punch in my old passcode.
So, you done changed your code, he asked. Here we go again. Give my phone, Major. Why you change your code? Calmly, I stated. You don't need my code anymore. You're not even my man. His brow furrowed. I ain't your what? We ain't together, I affirmed. Yeah, we the fuck is, he rebutted. We was together when you let me eat your pussy last night, right? First of all, I didn't ask for that. You did that on your own. Other than that, though, you just here taking up space, nigga. I was vexed. You goddamn right. This my shit like it's your shit. Fuck what you talking about. Give him my phone. I was losing my patience. I owed him no explanations. What's the code? Standing there with my hand out. My phone, Major. And since he barged upon me. Why you change your fucking code? And yeah, your mama told me some nigga texting your phone and shit. That low-down hussy, Shiva hissed. I'll tell you what, I said. You give me your phone and code, I'll give you mine. Nah, don't try and flip this shit. Who the fuck your bitch ass talking to? Don't you got somewhere to be? I taunted. Ain't your girlfriend waiting on you to walk through the door? This is the game you want to play, he asked with a threatening tone. He jabbed a finger on my forehead. Bitch, I'll beat your motherfucking ass. Keep playing with me. I slapped his hand away from me. Shiva warned, I know one thing. You ain't finna put your hands on my friend, nigga. I know that. Good job, Shiva. This don't even concern you, little mama, he said towards her. Well, I'm making it concern me. Now Shiva was standing to her feet. Try me. Major chuckled as if her threats were pathetic. And you wonder why I choose to do me. Always got motherfuckers in our business and shit. The absurdity. It was infuriating to me for him to always act like a victim. You got this. He held my phone out. I snatched it from his hand and noticed Todd standing by the entrance to the kitchen. I hated that he or Rain had to witness when we fought. Major stormed out and got into his car. Lavinia's no edges having ass hopped in on the pasture side. He must have been giving her a lift somewhere. I can't stand his ass, Shiva hollered out. Raffle, I added. I'm sick of his ass my damn self. Since he always want to holler out, that's why he do him. I'm finna show him it can go both ways. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Leave review on uh, Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. Leave review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. Copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. Uh, you could donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Um, you can also donate at the tip jar on Good Pods. Thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to you later. Peace. and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.